Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Can't believe I'm going to say it. The Miami Heat have really been outstanding during this postseason, and they are a team with a championship-level heart. There is no doubt about it. You know what? I get that you're trying to compliment them. I'm trying, but you hear it. still, it still, <laughs> it feels like there's some, Because I still can't get there. There's skepticism, and, it, and you want a backhand. It's like a backhanded no. compliment you're giving to Miami Heat. I, but I can't do that today. It's not backhanded compliment. It is backhanded. You, no, you're, you're essentially calling them a little engine that could. Here's the best thing that I can say. They are killers. They are absolute killers. Jimmy Butler is the guy that as a superstar, and as Tim Bontemps brought up earlier, was the best player in this series going in. Yeah. He has set the tone for never letting up on an opponent, never giving them any life if he can avoid it, can't he? I... I, I don't know that I could have been any more impressed by him after what he did last series, but what he's doing this series, even in not having to light it up in terms of scoring, dear God, this guy is just stone, cold-blooded killer, and I would want him on my team. I don't know that there's another player around the league that if I have to go win a quarter right now... Mm -hmm. That I would want more than Jimmy Butler. Well, well, let's examine that for a minute because you said that you were impressed by him in the last series against the New York Knicks. I remember game one, the guy turns his ankle, and you're talking about, well, what's going to happen in this series? Did the the Miami Heat just lose this series? Doesn't play in game two, comes back in game three like nothing's wrong with him. Yeah. It it really wasn't. But the rest of that team still could have won game two. But but again, it speaks to what you're talking about, the, the leadership intangibles from Jimmy, setting the tone for the entire organization, not just the guys on the court, the entire organization in terms of the level of urgency that they want to have. And the thing that I think about going back to game one after he turned his ankle, he stayed in the game, big fella. Yeah. He stayed in Like, it was interesting. Eric Spolstra was looking down his bench at all the other assistant coaches, and everybody had the same look on their face. Are you going to be the one to tell Jimmy he's got to come out? And ultimately, nobody told Jimmy Butler to come out of the game, even though he was a self-check. But it just speaks to how important it is for him to be out there for his teammates. And it's it's special to see how those players respond to him in kind when he does that. And that's why leadership matters when you start talking about competing to win championships, competing against the best at the highest levels of the sport. And that's why you can never dismiss the Miami Heat. And here's the deal. We know that in the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat are going to be the underdogs to the Denver Nuggets. Yep. Do you really feel good about betting against the Miami Heat after what you've seen the last three rounds of the playoffs? See, this is the thing. Like when you say at the beginning of the segment that I I am almost giving him a backhanded compliment, it's not because if I need guts and heart and all that stuff to win a championship, they've got it more than anybody else. They've got a double of what anybody else has got right now. No doubt. No doubt. I can't sit here and tell you they're the most talented team. They're They're, not. They've got four undrafted guys in their playoff rotation right now. There are teams that are home that are much more talented than they are right now. Yeah. But that's not a knock on them. It speaks to, and again, you know how much I hate the phrase. It speaks to the heat culture. It speaks to what they're about. It speaks to the head coach. 
Here is Eric Spolstra on why this team has such a chip on their shoulder. You know, you can probably fill in the blanks uh, from that. But we have respect, you know, deep respect for Boston. You know, everything that we went through previously, you know, some of the emotions are coming out, but I like that. Uh, and then we're just going to direct us and, and keep on focusing on the on the task at hand. We'll decompress tomorrow, but uh, we'll we'll really get our, our minds right to finish this thing off. He's up three games to none. He's not taking any bows. He's not setting any tone about how this series has gone. Yeah, that's good. We, you know, we got a lot of respect for what they are. We're going to come back and we're going to be ready to play tomorrow. That's just something he got to say. I know, well, but it's still. The translation and what I got from Spo just now, we're going to kick their ass in yep. game four. We're not getting back on a plane to go to Boston. Exactly. Are you kidding me? We're going to rest up and get ready for the NBA Finals. That's what's about to happen. And I don't have to tell my guys in the locker room that because they're already thinking it. Mm-hmm. They're already thinking it. And there's something to be said for player leadership. When you get it from the players and don't have to rely on it from the head coach, it's more impactful. That's a part of the problem that we're seeing with the Boston Celtics in this series. We don't see player leadership. Where's the player leadership for the Boston Celtics? Where is it? It's not I can't, there. I can't, I can't find it. It's not And that's there. why everybody's pointing at Joe Mazzulla and saying, well, we got to put this on the head coach. Why is a team this talented underachieving? Well, yeah, there's no player leadership. And that's as big of an indictment on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as it is on Joe Mazzulla. So you're seeing the contrast when it comes to culture between these two teams in the Eastern Conference Finals. And to me, that's what makes the Miami Heat a live dog once they finally officially advance to the NBA Finals. Listen, I I agree. I'm not going to rush to put my money against them. I'm not going to do it. I mean, they were minus 550 underdogs going into this series. Minus 550. And if you had put 100 bucks on the Miami Heat, you could win 380 to win this series. That's how big of an underdog they were. And think about this for a second. What's the thing that had really bothered me the most uh, probably about midway through last series, mm. is that the Heat could not throw it in the ocean during the regular <laughs> season. They could not hit shots at all. Bond Temps told you earlier, we've been talking about it, 27th in the league in three-point shooting. They shot 33.8, I think, for the season. Yeah. Canty, they're shooting 39% in the postseason. And think about this, literally scoring points, the worst offensive team in the league this year. The worst. Two teams who have ranked last in points per game during the regular season have ever reached the NBA Finals. The 56 Pistons and the 64 Warriors. I'm not sure. I think they were playing with peach baskets. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is ridiculous that this kind of team has been able to turn it on like this. But it's not me sitting here trying to take any swipes at Miami. Uh, <laughs> I saw it How can you take any swipes at Miami, though? You can't. You can't. I mean, but let's, let's be fair. You and I were sitting here last year doing it. We were doing it. We were talking about not, you know, losing quarters, and you know they've lost seven out of eight quarters or whatever it was, in, you know, in the series. And here they are. They are now on the doorstep of going back to the NBA Finals. And, Chris, I mean, when we talk about Cinderella-type runs and underdog-type runs in professional sports, this is Oh, this is about as good as it gets. This is up there. Yeah, this is about as good as it gets. If If they were to find a way to somehow finish the drill, think about what they would have done. They would have beaten Giannis. 
yeah. who most people think is the best player in the world. They beat them in the first series of the playoffs. They, they beat a scrappy New York Knicks team that, that I feel like overachieved at, at points this season too. So I'm not going to put too much stock into that. But then beat the Boston Celtics, yeah. the other team out of the Eastern Conference that people felt like had a real chance to win a championship this year. And then they would have beaten a team with the best record in the Western Conference, in the Denver Nuggets, a team that had a back-to-back MVP from a couple of years ago and a guy that finished runner-up this year. I, I just, if they were to be able to do that. Two number ones and a number two seed. If they were to be able to do that, <laughs> then all of a sudden, not only does that change how we feel about the Miami Heat organization to some degree, but it changes how we look at Jimmy Butler's career. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It changes how we view Jimmy Butler. It goes from being a story about a guy with a dogged mentality that's an overachiever to him being a superstar player. So, to me, this Jimmy Butler championship, if they won it, would be worth more than both that LeBron won in Miami. Wow. Honestly, think about that's that. saying a lot. Uh, well, it is saying a lot, is, but is, think is, about is, who he's it, got. I mean, would you put it on the same level as what we saw from Dwayne Wade in 2006? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I kind of would. Easy. I think I kind of would. Not? I think I kind of would. It would be ridiculous. It would be an unbelievable story to tell. Think about, it, think about it. Think about all the the all time Cinderellas in any sport that have won a championship. Yeah. Who comes to mind for you right away? 2007 New York Giants against the undefeated Patriots. Okay, that's, that's one definitely of them. one. Yeah. Uh, I think about the first Patriots team that beat the Rams. 2001. Like, 2001. I feel like they were 15-point underdogs, something like that in that uh-huh. game. Uh, you got to go with the Jets in 69 and Super of course. Bowl three. Yep. Yep. Um NBA, are there really any others? I think, Cam, who did we say earlier was a six-seed? Well, the Rockets in 95 were the six, but they had obviously they won, won it the year before. Yeah, exactly. And then you had the eight-seed Knicks go into the finals. They didn't finish the job, and, though. And that was maybe, also a 50-game season because of the strike. Maybe you consider the Toronto Raptors? Maybe. But you consider the Raptors? What was that, 2019? Yeah. Maybe you'd look at them. Is there anybody else? Like, I'm sure we're missing somebody, but you get the point, though. Yeah. Like, it's one of the more improbable runs, but when you peel back all the layers and you look at what this organization has done the last four years, we should have grown to expect that the Heat would be in this situation this time of year. Conference finals with an opportunity to compete to go to the NBA finals. That's who they are. Federico, who works on the show, brings up the Mavs in 2011. I would agree with that. Yeah. Dirk Nowitzki, and I think it was J-Kid. Going up it against was. that LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne That's Wade, up there. the first year that those guys got together. I, I, I might put this as like the greatest NBA championship of all time. It's one of, it's, mean, it, 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 it is that kind of performance. Like we got a few weeks before we get yeah, to that point. Yeah. But there's nobody that would sit here today and laugh you off if you said you felt like the Miami Heat were going to win this championship. And I remember what Jimmy Butler said coming into this Celtics series. He said, we like our chances. We feel good about our team. The thing that makes them special, beyond just the culture aspect of it, is that they force every team they play to play their style of basketball. Yep, It's going to be their kind of game. I'm watching game two with my wife, and at the end of the third quarter, it was 83-75. to 75. I said, the Heat going to win this game. The Heat were down at the end of the third quarter. I said, they're going to win this game. She said, baby, how do you know? Why are you so certain? I said, look at the score. When do you see NBA games – 83 to 75 at the end of the third quarter. You never see that. This ain't 1993. It's 2023. Yeah. 
You don't see that. But the fact that they force people to play their style of basketball every single game, whether they win or lose, is something that bodes well for them as they move through the rest of this series and get ready for the finals. Canty and Carlin in for Granny, coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So we want to hear from you on this at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Where would the Heat rank among all-time playoff Cinderella teams in any sport? Right now, where do they rank? 888-SAY-ESPN. Lines are open. We get to the calls in just moments. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Go sideways and they look terrible. Yeah, that's me knocking over my water bottle. Mm. Not once. Quarter of game two in the first half of game three. You see how I didn't break stride though. <laughs> You're fat-handing the show right in front of our very eyes. I mean, this this thing is yet, like it's like drinking to, out of a tank. But I don't understand why you have it so close where you can knock it over. I don't know. I don't know. Why can't you just be like every other normal human being at the desk and get a small water bottle? I have fat hands. I brought this. But that's in. why you get the small water bottle well, because you know you're going to knock it over. You went over the, to You get see how some. big this water bottle is? It's itty bitty. It's tiny. It, so if you knock it over, guess what? It's not going to make a thud. Can Boom, we hear these again? Over. Everything goes sideways and they look terrible. <laughs> Quarter of game two in the first half of game three. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like I threw something into a garbage can. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, see? That's all you needed. Uh, but all you had to, you know, you walked over there to get some water before. Would it kill you to get me one? No, it wouldn't have killed me to get one, but all you had to do was ask. I didn't get one or I didn't bother because you had this big thermos right here. Well, it's a thermos that I can't stop knocking over. Okay, so why don't you move it and stop keeping it on the desk? Maybe you put it somewhere else. All right, Jerry. There you go. <laughs> Probably less likely to knock it over when it's down there, yet you can still reach it. Oh, who give me thunk- time. Who would have thunk it? 
Give me Who would have thunk it? Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. All right. Moments ago, we were talking about the Miami Heat as one of the all-time great Cinderella teams to make a great playoff run. I mean, all you have to do is look at the team that uh, they share the arena with, with the Florida Panthers, who are on the way to doing basically the same thing. Yeah. They knocked out the Bruins. They knocked out the Maple Leafs. And they're about to knock out the number three team. I mean, it's, it's getting ridiculous what's going on in South Florida right now. Well, they could use it, right? I mean, they still have the Marlins down there. So they need, yeah, some, they need something to hold their heads up about from their sports teams. And they got Tua, too. So that's, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's, yeah, that's not going to be great either. No, it's not. Matt is in Michigan up next on ESPN Radio. Matt, give me the team, bud. Who's up there? 0-4 Pistons. Ah! Uh, not from a seeding standpoint. I think they were the three seed. Lakers were minus 700 to win that series. Oh, my Phil God. Jackson's first. Career finals loss. I'm taking the Pistons 04, fellas. Have a good day. Yeah, Rip Damn, Hamilton. That, that, that hurts. Yeah, yeah Rip Hamilton, a, he ripped my heart out. That was a bad yeah, one. Shaq and Kobe, you lose yeah. to those guys. I, how did they ever lose to those guys? That was bad. Well, I mean, again, like the, the, the sum of the parts is greater than the individual. You know? what, do you, what do you think the odds would be right now if they're going up against the Nuggets next round, how big of an underdog would they be? Would they be as big of an underdog say, as they I, were this I'm year? I'm going to say the Heat would be plus plus 600. So you think much bigger than they were this series? Yes. Hmm. Plus 600. Uh, let's hit Ben up next on ESPN Radio. Ben, what's going on? Yes, how you doing, guys? I love the show. Um, another team I thought of... Um, was the 2019 Washington Nationals who beat the Astros in the World Series in uh, seven games. And another thing about that is every game was won by the road team in that series. I don't know if I can go there, though. The, Na- the Nationals were a pretty damn good team. I mean, you got Scherzer and Strasburg anchoring your rotation. Yeah. And then you got Anthony Randone and Trey Turner. They had started the year so badly. Yeah. They were, Cam points out, they were 19 and 31 to start the season. Yeah. I mean, I, when you have those two guys on the team. Yeah, and then with baseball, I just, I don't know, man. Yeah, listen, you can talk about that from Juan, from, Juan Soto. I just, they had yeah. so many good players on that team. The point of this is that Jimmy, I, well, we can't say he doesn't have anybody right now, but he certainly doesn't have a player that is anywhere near his level on that team. Is that fair? That's fair. That's more than fair, I would think, right yeah. now. Even Bam, Bam is, I, I don't think Bam's a star. I think Bam is just underneath a star. Well, he's, he's an all-star. He's an yeah, all-star. Yeah. Bam Adebayo's an all-star. Paul, up next on ESPN Radio. Paul, what's up, dude? Hey, man. I uh, just want to say I love the show. Listen to you guys every day. Uh, this that. is my second time calling in. Um, I talked to you guys about a year ago leading into the Heat versus Celtics game seven when you guys were debating a little bit about how much heart, grit, determination, the hustle kind of will uh, come into play versus a team that looks so much more talented on paper. And I got the buzzer for that, man. And you opened up the show today, Carlin, by saying the Heat have championship heart. And I just want to add one more thing before I go is that in my lifetime, I haven't seen any performance by any player in the playoffs like I've that Jimmy Butler's doing right now other than Michael Jordan 
and Kobe Bryant. Jimmy has got that dog killer mentality right now that I feel like we've only seen in the likes of those two other players. I'm a big LeBron fan. Props to him. <laughs> you just wanted to do that. I to, just to wanted Jimmy to do again. That. Yeah, he's right though. He's not. I'm about to say he's not wrong no. when it comes to that killer mentality. He's keeping receipts on me. Like I mean, just think about what we saw from Jimmy. At the end of game two, when Grant Williams was was trash talking him, mm. just think about how that went for Grant Williams in the Boston Celtics. Oh my God! And credit to Grant Williams, I thought he played good in game two. That's but, the but, thing. But but, but 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 you poked the bear in Jimmy Butler, and look what happened. And, see, and Jimmy see, basically see, said, "I don't know that I would be talking to me." Yeah, at and this Grant, point. Grant Williams found out the hard way. The more you mess around, the more you gonna find out. You know that little chart that they have out there. That's exactly what happened at the end of game two. And I think that might have been the moment where the Celtics got knocked down, and I don't think this team is going to get off the canvas. I don't. I don't see it either. Jimmy, next on ESPN Radio. Jimmy, what do you got, bud? I have to say, because you guys mentioned it earlier, there's but two Hall of Famers on that team. It's Jimmy Butler and Eric Spoh. And I'll tell you this, Caleb Martin came out of nowhere. Tyler Hero is injured. You got Victor Oladipo injured. You have to rank this team as number one Cinderella. You never expected this. You can't even. But here's what's interesting about that. And the more I think about it, the more I get it. Canty, they were talking about this on the Hoop Collective today with Brian Windhorst, Tim Bontemps, and Tim McMahon. If you don't check out that podcast, just do it if you're an NBA fan because you're missing out. Mm -hmm. The Heat have been better off without Tyler Hero in this series. Because they're playing differently, and Caleb Martin gets more time on the floor. Okay. And it does have a difference, especially defensively, for Caleb Martin at that point. Yeah. You know, he's a much better defender yeah, than no Tyler doubt. Hero. no doubt. So it, it, it is amazing that that has been the case, and yet here they are. Renee Canales texted in, uh, the 2012 LA Kings were an eight seed. And, of course, the Red Sox in 04 came back from 3 nothing against the Yankees. That was a good one, yeah. That, that was a pretty good one. I mean, that, that was an amazing one, to be frank. But, like, that's not – it's one thing to come back in a series. It's another thing to do what they are doing right now. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Teams are going to benefit the most, have the most, not on the line, but they take the most out of this week in the NFL. What are we talking about? We tell you in 20 seconds, starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Can't you... Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Series 6M Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We welcome in Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL Insider. You follow him on Twitter, at Real Tannenbaum. And, Mike, let's start here with OTAs beginning this week. 
what kinds of teams in this time period um, benefit the most? Who, who is this most important for the beginning this week? Teams with new quarterbacks. So let's just stay here with uh, the New York Jets. And look, there's no doubt Aaron Rodgers is going to know what to do. You know, he, he's being reunited with Nathaniel Hackett. Um, but it's more the nuances of things like Garrett Wilson and understanding, you know, the tendencies of the Buffalo Bills and, you know, when it's a zone defense, what are you looking for? Where, where are you sitting down? Where are you going to keep the route running? There's a lot of details that happen. So the OTAs, typically what could be the most productive is, is things that the fans don't see. And, Mike, I wanted to ask you to that end. How important is this time of year for new offensive coordinators uh, with quarterbacks and with the skill position core on that team? So I'm pointing to guys like Justin Herbert with Kellen Moore or Dak Prescott with Brian Schottenheimer, Lamar Jackson with Todd Munkin, or even Jalen Hurts with the new OC in Philly. How important is this time for those guys to be to get on the same page? Yeah, I think it's critical, and it's it's things. And Chris, like I've been there, where you know, just for the quarterback, it's a new voice in their ear, and you want to get all the bugs worked out well before um, you even get to training camp. So the cadence, how the players are being relayed in, is the coach in the box, is he on the sideline? All those little things, it matters because again, like you know, we see it all the time, guys. Right? Timeouts used in the first and third quarters, delay of games, like those are things you can't. Um, you want to minimize because the margins for winning and losing are so small in the NFL. So all those things matter. Repetitions matter. And I think you bring up a good point, Chris, even a place like Philly where Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni are coming back, it's going to be different because they don't have Shane Steichen. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN, NFL front office insider. I was going to ask about both the offensive and defensive coordinator in relation to the Eagles from this standpoint. You've got all these players who were there, you know, for the most part last year, Mike, and these guys are the newer guys. So how does that change how they approach this week? Well, uh, you know, Brian Johnson's the new coordinator. I assume Nick Sirianni will call plays until he feels like, you know, Coach Johnson's ready to take it over. Um, but, you know, for all those years we saw New England when guys like Romeo Cornell and Charlie Weiss and Eric Mangini, those guys would move on. You know, it was the Tom Brady's and Teddy Bruschi's and all those veterans that sort of like it was they had that leadership of the continuity. And, you know, that's what Philly's trying to build here. Right. Where guys like the Brandon Grahams of the world and a really good offensive line with um, Coach Stoutland, um, there's a lot of continuity. So that's really what when you have player led leadership, that's how you have sustainability. And it starts with Jalen Hurts. And, you know, not only is he a greatly improved football player, but he is a tremendous leader. Mike, how important are OTAs in minicamp for a team like the San Francisco 49ers who have, uh, I guess, a pretty crowded quarterback room with Sam Donald, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy, but don't necessarily have a guy that's a clear-cut favorite to be QB1 for week one? How how are they approaching, or how should they approach OTAs minicamp and, dare I say, training camp? Yeah, I think it just comes down to, uh, you know, competition. Like, when I talk to my friends and baseball guys, like, this injury with uh, Purdy – it's going to have bumps in the road. You know, it's not going to be perfect. So they have to be ready to go. Is it Sam Darnold? Is it Trey Lance? Um, I think it just comes down to competition and knowing, you know, Kyle Shanahan, I'm sure they're going to map that out starting today and going all the way through uh, training camp. Mike Tenenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider with us. Mike, um, which of the offensive situations that, that Canty has mentioned, Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Eagles, you guys were talking about today, 
would you look at and be most concerned about right out of the gate? Well, I, like to me, I just go back to the 49ers, for example, because I think they have an A team. And I just, you want to get that situation uh, solidified as quickly as possible. Again, I, I don't think you can assume that it's going to be Brock Purdy because, again, the injury he had was significant. You know, it was in uh, in the playoffs, late in the playoffs. So, you know, it's a little bit like a OBJ type of player coming off of an ACL. Um, you know, when it's a knee for a receiver and an elbow for the quarterback, you have to err on the side of being conservative. So if I'm the 49ers, i got to sort through this pretty quickly. Talking with ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Greeny. And Mike T., another incumbent quarterback is going to be breaking in a new offensive coordinator up in Foxborough, that being Matt Jones working with Bill O'Brien. Now, the two have history from their time at Alabama together, but my question is more on a macro level with the New England Patriots. How much pressure is on Bill Belichick to get that quarterback-OC relationship right and to have a successful season by that organization, by that franchise's standard? Yeah, look – if there's anybody on the planet, guys, that has equity and in the bank, it, it's Coach Belichick. We, we all know that, right? And um, I, I think they got better in the offseason. Smith Schuster from Kansas City, Mike Kosecki from Miami. But it, it, I'm hard-pressed to think that when it comes to being great point scorers in the AFC, they're still behind you know other teams. So with that said, the other ways they're going to win the game is a Matthew Judon-led defense, which is very good. And I think they have a great running back in Ramondre Stevenson. So it'll be interesting to see how this team evolves. I would never bet against Coach Belichick. But, boy, this AFC is loaded. And, um, you know, there's going to be a couple of quality teams that are going to be on the outside looking in. Mike, appreciate it. Great stuff as always. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Did you see Mac Jones was at the Taylor Swift concerts over the weekend? I did see uh, he was in attendance. Up in Foxborough. Yeah. Uh, Pretty sure Belichick wasn't there, though. (laughs) Pretty sure. How amazing would that be to see Belichick right on the rail? That'd be great. Singing, you you belong with me. That would be great. (laughs) That would be great. Let me tell you who's not singing that to Bill Belichick. Robert Kraft. <laughs> the, the, rela- listen, not. the relationship between those two has been described as icy this offseason. Yeah. I mean, I I get that he's got equity built up with the owner because they've won six championships together. But I feel like there's uh, – there, there, it might not be a playoff mandate, but if they don't get to the postseason, there are going to be real questions about whether or not Bill Belichick comes back in 2024. We know what this all is. It's – Kraft moving on from Brady, and he didn't want to. Listen, and look what's happened since. And when the owner openly admits that this organization is in a state of transition, yeah. that doesn't bode well if the team underachieves. And looking at the rest of the AFC East, there's a good possibility that that could be the case. Does anybody think the Patriots are any better than fourth going into the year in that division? No. No. They're not Only better. if you're delusional. They're, they're not better than the Jets. No. They're not better than the Bills. I mean, if two is healthy, they're not better than the Dolphins. I would argue they may not be better than the Dolphins even if he's not healthy. With Mike White at quarterback? Well, they may not be. <laughs> With the weapons they have? I, I'm just putting it out there, be. man. I, I don't think it's it's a foregone conclusion that Bill Belichick is going to be there until he wants to leave. By the way, how much of the Patriots going to milk – Kraft is going to milk this Brady thing? He, he came out with this oh, announcement. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great, isn't it? He, he not only came out with the announcement of we're going to honor him, it's going to be the first of many. <laughs> In other words, we're honoring him opening night, 
Then you know later down the line he's going to get the number retired. Yeah. Then you know later on he's going to be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Yeah. And the, I mean, there's at least three that are going to happen in the next three to four years. So if you're Tom Brady and you want to be petty, are, are you are you wearing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ring when you go out there? You can't do it. Are, are you wearing? Only are you, if Bill's still the coach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If Bill, if Bill is still the coach, are you wearing that one ring? If Bill is still the coach, yeah. You kind of have to, right? You have to. You kind of have to. Oh, there's no doubt you have to. Well, we like to do it each and every week. It is a game show that, well, let's just be frank, people love. America loves it. Let's do it. The question is simple. Can he? Can he? Or can't he? Can't he? But only one man can answer. It's really another way of just doing what we do. But let's do it. Let's do it. Can he or can't he? Chris Canty will answer the question, can he or can't he? Can Dak Prescott lead the Cowboys to an NFC East Division title? Can he or can't he? I'm going to say he can't. He can't. Mm. First of all, look at Dak Prescott. The biggest concern is him giving the football away. Over the last two seasons, 35 giveaways to 31 games played. That's including the playoffs. That's a problem. You know, That's other, more than one per game. But you, you know the other problem he's got? Mike McCarthy being more involved in the offense. Yeah. Mike McCarthy being more involved in the offense is a problem. Think about this for a second. Kellen Moore has had a top six offense in three of the last four years. A top six scoring offense in three of the last four years. They've been number one in total offense Twice over that same span. You got rid of that guy to get more of, I'm sorry, Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer? How do you think that's going to work yeah, out? Yeah, you could have stopped it. Mike McCarthy is going to be more involved. Yeah, not, not great, Bob. Can Lamar Jackson have his best season yet? Can he or can't he? I'm going to say he can. I love the idea of Lamar in a pro-style offense with Todd Munkin as his offensive coordinator. And think about the weapons that they've now put around Lamar. The Baltimore Ravens finally wised up. Shout out to Eric DaCosta. They said, you know what? All of these receivers getting hurt. We're just going to throw bodies at the at the position and hope we figure out the problem. We're going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. We're going to sign Nelson Aguilar. We're going to z- draft Zay Flowers out of Boston College in the first round. And yeah, oh, by the way, we still got Rashad Bateman, first round pick, and Devin Duvernay. They've thrown bodies at the position, and they needed to. This is a wide receiver core that's only produced, count them, big fella, 31 touchdowns for Lamar Jackson over the last three years. By contrast, Josh Allen over the same span, 72 touchdown passes. Mm. They needed to get more punch in the wide receiver core, and now they got it. Can Jason Tatum channel the 0-4 Red Sox and complete a 3-0 series comeback in your game? Man, hell no. Did you see Jason Tatum last night? <laughs> you can't take my soul. You can't. No, I'm sorry. Jimmy Butler can take your soul. Oh my God. That's exactly what we've seen in this series. Jimmy Butler has taken the soul out of the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both of those guys in particular. They combined, think about this, Tatum and Brown combined for 26 points last night. Wow. How pathetic, 12 for 35. How pathetic is that? 1 for 14 pathetic. for 3. Pathetic. Pathetic doesn't begin to cover it. Can Jimmy Butler complete the greatest Cinderella season in NBA history? Can he or can't he? He can, and I'm only saying that because I don't want to be on the wrong side of history when he does. Jimmy Butler is a special player, and you can't quantify his impact on his team's success. It's not going to make sense if you simply look at the box score. It's not going to make sense if you look at the overall talent level on his opponent versus his team. It just works. And so I'm not going to doubt Jimmy Butler anymore. As a matter of fact, after I leave the show, I'm going to go get me a cup of Big Face coffee, 
and Jimmy Butler's coffee brand because there's something in there that, that, that the, the essence of winning must be in the coffee. Remember how Michael Jordan, we used to say, it's got to be the shoes? Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy Butler's got to be the coffee. Can Eric Spolstra end up as a top five coach in NBA history, Kenny or Canty? He can. He can. Spolstra's a damn good coach. Oh, he's a damn good coach. Think about what he's doing, what he's done with this team. They haven't had any real stars over this last four-year span outside of Jimmy Butler. And you're talking about them being, what, in three conference finals? And you're talking about them being on the doorstep of making their second NBA Finals appearance? If they cap this with winning a championship, how could you not put them in that conversation? I think you have to. Last one. Can Kyrie Irving be the missing piece for a Lakers title? Kenny or Kenny? Damn. <laughs> Yeah. That is that is the weakest he can in Kenny or Canty we've I'm, ever I'm just heard. saying that because I'm a Lakers fan and we don't have a whole lot of great options. So I kind of have to say he can, even though <laughs> even though I have a hard time believing it and saying it with my chest. I mean, what are the Lakers going to do? Are you dreading tonight? It's going to be the long goodbye. Yeah. It's going to be the long goodbye. Their season was on the line in game three. I actually gave them game three. I said this series would come down to game four. I said that there is no way in hell that they would lose game three at home after being down 2-0. Do you think they're going to get run out of the gym tonight? Probably. Wow. This is going to get ugly. I don't I don't see LeBron James and AD playing a lot of minutes in the Talking about, you know, somebody getting their soul taken. Looks like my partner has <laughs> kind of feels that way. <laughs> you can't take my soul. You can't take my soul. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.